0: But let's do like we normally do. Let's go ahead and start off in prayer. So if you would pray with me. Lord, we woke up to a sunny, beautiful morning this morning, Jesus, looking forward to coming and praising your name. And Father, we just uh, are so grateful that we can be with you each and every day of our lives, uh, every minute of our lives, Lord, every second of our lives. And Lord, as we go through this day, I pray that we can touch other people's lives, Lord, and let them know just how glorious it is to know you and to be with you every day. Uh, Like the song said, Father, just wrap me in your arms because there's no better place to be, Jesus, than in your arms. So, Lord, we just uh, ask you today to give us a wonderful day to help us reach out to a loved one, a neighbor, uh, just anyone that may come to our mind, Lord, and that we give them a call and we just find out how their life is going and what life is like for them in in these trying times. Uh, Jesus, we just ask all these things in your name. Amen. So. Starting off, we're gonna, I kind of brought my sign in. A lot of these people have these signs, right? Says you can never have too much happy. Well, hopefully today, because those of you that know me pretty well know that my my motto I live by is I'm not gonna let anybody steal my joy. And that's kind of what we're gonna talk about today, the kind of the difference between happiness and joy. I pray that we'll all receive the message and and glean from it, and become closer to God and His Word. So with that, the, uh, I wanted to just first of all read what the dictionary definition of joy is. And the dictionary definition of joy is a feeling of good pleasure and happiness. So that's a good feeling, right? That's a good joy. But then the biblical definition of joy is a feeling of good pleasure and happiness that is dependent on who Jesus is rather than who we are or what's happening around us. So there's a major difference there besides just the happiness and the pleasure. So as I'm trying to reference the differences between joy and happiness, uh, first of all, in the Bible, joy is mentioned like 218 times to happiness, which is mentioned 10 times. So there's a huge difference there. So I kind of went, well, what's some of the differences between joy and happiness? Well, and Dale, I did this for you and I's, you know, because we're geniuses, right? Well, joy is only three letters long and happiness is nine, right? So happiness seems like it should be a lot better because it's a bigger word, but we'll see. Uh, Joy is an inner feeling, whereas happiness is an outward expression. When people see us smiling, they see us in a good mood, just very joyous. They know that we're happy, okay? Because they don't know what's really going on with the rest of our lives. Whereas joy being an inner feeling, that's something that brings us our happiness. And then it comes from a different source, not something that's created by us. So with that said, I'm going to let you know that joy is in the heart. Joy is in the heart. Whereas happiness is of the moment. So you guys know that that when good things are going on, we're happy. When bad things are going on, we're not so happy. So in regards to joy versus happiness, a person pursues happiness, but chooses joy. And we'll reference some scriptures shortly as to, as to why that is. Um, our command from God is not that we have joy. He does not command us to have joy, but that we have joy in Him. That's where our joy comes from. That's where the command comes from. Uh, the biblical command comes from joy in our Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And that's what we have to work on, and that's what the Word will tell us what to, how to work on it. Happiness, again, is measured just by our circumstances. I mean, if, if, we're, if we're good things are going on around us, then we are happy. We're just glad to be alive. No, nothing can bother us. Nothing bad happens. Uh, joy is measured by what, we're, what we've been given. And I'm going to go to Romans, and we're going to read from Romans 14, 17, and 18. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Now, I added 18 because, first of all, 17, when we think about being happy, we feel like if we've got enough to eat and drink, we're privileged, we're blessed. We have a lot more than other people have. But it tells us that it's just not a matter of, of doing that to make ourselves happy. It's being in the, in the Holy Spirit, getting our joy from the Holy Spirit. And what's funny is, we should not worry about anybody else, but what God thinks of us. But in this verse 18, because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. And that's kind of funny, but that is people would rather come up and talk to us if we're smiling and happy, if we're frowning or we look like we're just ready to chew somebody's head off, nobody's going to want to approach us. So our outward appearance is what actually brings human approval as well. Um, in And in, bill in has got me now. He's, I know where to find Greek words at now in the Bible, so I know how to go find them. Uh, the Greek word for joy is actually C-H-A-R-A, and it's pronounced Kara, and Kara is used to describe ones who rejoice, who are glad, and who have received joy. So by saying that, we know, uh, we're going to go to Romans, I hope you were sticking around in Romans, we're going to take a look at Romans 15, 13, and it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So what we know there is, what the, what the Bible's telling us there is that joy is actually, it comes from the Holy Spirit. Is that the only way that, that uh, we are to get our joy? No, that's the primary thing. But we also have to know that we, we have to abide in God's presence. And we also have to, find hope in his word, in this word, is what we have to do to, to find that joy. And we were talking this morning and, and somebody said, yeah, I, d- I don't know how we find pure joy because life in general is hard. It's, it's, it's uh, what we all know in here, right? We all know when a loved one gets sick or we lose a loved one, uh, when we're in pain for whatever reason. We've just gone through this big COVID season, years of season, uh, where people were sick and ill from it. So there are things that happen in our lives that easily steal our happiness, easily. Because those, anything that we find distasteful or not fair, because some people never get sick. Well, that ain't fair. Some people get more. It seems like, especially in these times now, it seems like there's death everywhere, and it seems like, even though there's so many people in the world, it always seems like it's somebody that we know that that we personally feel that sadness that comes with it. And how you handle that is it all depends on on how. Rooted in the word you are. How how much do you physically believe that with you wrapped in God's arms, how long will it affect you? Sadness is always going to affect you and it'll linger for so long. But your heart, again, joy, is, joy comes from your heart. It's not an outward expression, remember. It's it's from your heart. So when you have that joy and you repent, you refuse to let anything that Satan sends your way steal that joy. That's where you can continually, because what are you gonna be, what are you gonna have as an outward expression if you have joy in your heart? You're gonna, you're gonna be happy. That's where it comes from. That's a part of joy. But joy helps you fight through all the bad times, all the hard times. Joy endures hardships and trials and it connects with meaning and purpose. So if you keep that in mind, that the hardships and trials, are coming. We, we all have trials. Prayerfully, it's never going to be the trial like Job had to go through. But we, do, we all have our hardships and our trials. These are the things that we have to go through. Uh, there's a verse in, in John uh, 16, 22. that says, So with you, Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. This is the kind of feeling we get when we're trying to deal with the hardship in our life, uh, the loss of of, uh, family or friends. Uh, Basically, joy in its truest form transforms difficult times into blessings. It, it feeds, if, if we let joy take over, our memories, our memories now will feed back to the good times. The times when we had family or friends around uh, that we dearly miss. I would like to say that, that with, with Darlene and Lincoln, Darlene's gone through some really, really hard times. But God has never let her loose from his arms. And now, as things continue to seem to progress, there are some things that are still hard. Yeah, uh, they're still thinking she'll need a lung transplant. But their joy, the reason they continue to keep their joy is because they realize that God has been with her this whole time. He is the one that decides whether we live or die. So, at all times, have joy in the Lord. I guess the easiest way is if, if we've got heartache, try to turn it into gratitude for what God continues to do in our lives each and every day. Uh, because that gratitude then swings back and joy will bring the meaning of life back to us. Joy brings meaning to life and it brings life to life. So again, if we can get past the bad things, and again, no one can tell you how to grieve. No one can ever tell you how to grieve but in your grieving, you have to lean on God. And that's where you're going to get that joy by leaning on him, by leaning on the fact that Jesus went to the cross for us, by believing that the Holy Spirit is here to help us and guide us because we are far from ever going to be perfect. So, but we have that avenue. We have the Holy Spirit that will continue to let us know when we've done, left the path. If we've left the path, The Holy Spirit's going to try to get us back on the path, no matter what that may be. I'm hoping hoping that you're following somewhat what I'm saying here about the difference between happiness and joy. Joy is something that you need always to keep in your heart and to keep in your life, because joy, again, is a fruit of the Spirit, and it helps us to keep our eyes on Jesus and and in the Word as to what's happening with it. Uh, I'm going to read from you from James 1, verse 2. Actually, verse 2 and 3. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So joy, as, as much as joy is just a wonderful thing, God has given us joy to be a weapon as well to give us the power and the strength to get through the bad things. When negative things comes against us, that's when we need to rely back. Look back, look back to God, look back to what he has done for us and then from that will spring the joy because you're persevering, persevering the trials of life that you're going through. So all the bad things that have come your way when you can get them pushed to the side and you can actually start to realize you don't have to live with that trial. You have Christ over here, up here, all around you. And he's wrapping his arms around you. He's keeping you safe. He's getting you through these trials. That's what it's about. If you are looking to find joy, you can look around at your friends, your family from church, and discuss it. Find out what... What helps them to remain joyful through all the trials? I'm sure every one of you guys has been hit with, why do good people die, right? Why why did they get picked? Why wasn't it this person who's never been happy in their life and never done a thing for anybody in their life? These are the things that help you get through those trials. And by explaining to friends and family that they will find that joy back. That joy will remind them of their loved ones in the good times. It'll still remind them of the bad times. But we need to be reminded of that. That helps us change. That helps us get through the trials. Just like Job got through the trials and then was blessed with how much more in his lifetime after the lesson was taught, the trial was reached, and they learned and moved on from it. I'm going to read a another scripture from psalms 30:11 and it says you turned my wailing into dancing you removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy again what is that saying to us that is saying that we are thankful that Jesus has done just what he said he would do he's removed the trial and, and the trial, guys, can sometimes can last forever. Uh, sickness. Some people are going are gonna to be hit with sickness that's going to last them a lifetime. I uh, just recently uh, got put on insulin, never wanted to be on insulin. I just thought that was the thing that was going to be the end of me if I had to get on insulin. Looks like I'll probably be on insulin the rest of my life, however long that is but I'm not boohooing about it because I know that God's been watching out for me. Uh, There's things that have happened in my body that could have very easily ended it all. But he's, He's watched out for me, and if I have to go through some trials today to continue to live, to continue to be happy, to smile at people, to get them to understand how much I love the Lord, how much I love the Word, uh, because all the answers are in the Word. There's nothing that we have to go back and look up that is not in this Bible. God's Holy Word is where we need to be at. And, and I don't ever want to, you know, now that I'm retired, pff, I'm in it a lot. Before I was retired and I had a job, not so much. But uh, before I came to Family Bible, uh, I was at New Life Christian Center, and that's actually where I even learned about small groups, and to be able to sit down and discuss with other God-fearing people, just what Bill comes up here and preaches about every Sunday, uh, just what family groups, small Bible studies are for, uh, to because nobody wants to nobody wants to look dumb. I had questions that I. I always wanted to ask, but I didn't want to look dumb because why should this 21-year-old youngster be able to tell me about what's in the Word? But praise God, once you realize that people just want you to know the Word and to love the Word, to be joyful in the Word because that moves you closer to God, then that's, pride goes away. Pride goes away you no longer have that as, as one of your idols in your life. Um, when you can actually ask for a prayer, uh, like Russ said, you know, this, it's, this is a loving family here. And I don't think there's anyone here that doesn't feel like somebody can come and talk to them about anything in the word. Uh, will it, will they know the answer? We don't know. Don't, Nobody knows that, who will, who will know all the answers or, or anything else. But at least we can get pointed in the right direction. It, and, I, and I got this actually off the internet. And this is actually how they, they said it. Because I treasure the fact that I have joy in my life. And the, uh, this, it, on the internet, I, I couldn't believe it. But it said, because I kind of did this with God. But it said, God is not the shovel by which we dig for treasure. God is the treasure and joy in him is the goal. And that hit me very much because there are times when we think that God is the instrument by which we're going to get those treasures. But then we got to turn it around because God is really the treasure we want. It isn't money. It isn't fame. It isn't Uh, A life with no disease, a life with no fear of war. Uh, By the way, keep Ukraine in mind. Uh, Pray for all the people that are going through their situations over there. Uh, We don't ever claim to know again who's doing what, who's at fault for what, but we need to pray for everybody in those situations. I hope today that that the difference between joy and happiness that you totally understand today. Happiness is just the, the tip of what happens when you have joy. Happiness, again, don't forget, is fleeting because we're going to have bad things happen to us or around us. Um, so those are the trials we have to withstand before we get the ultimate reward in heaven with, uh, to spend eternity with the Father and the Son. So... With that said, uh, let's pray. Father, uh, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for this message of joy. I pray, Lord, that uh, it gets into people's hearts, Lord, just like you want it to be. Uh, Lord, and we know there's so many verses, so many things That we can search for and and we find joy in the music that we praise your name with and we find joy in the fact that we get to see each other every week. Father, it's joy to know that there are two things happening simultaneously and and possibly, Lord, somebody's hearing the word about you and that maybe, Lord, they'll come to know you better. Father, we just uh, thank you for this day. We thank you for your patience with us, Lord, as we continue to do life, Lord, and we thank you for this group of people that continue to be there for each other, love each other, and Father, that uh, you keep us close like we are, Jesus, because this is a, a, a wonderful, wonderful, joyful thing that we get to spend time in your name with people that we love and that we know. Father, we do these things uh, Hopefully, every, every day, Lord, I pray that when we have time and you come to mind, that we praise your name at that point in time. Lord, we uh, ask that today you get us all back to our vehicles safe. I know we've, we're walking a little farther to get to our vehicles, Lord, so keep us safe and keep us ever, ever in your, wrapped in your arms, Father. And we thank you and do these things in your name. Amen.